0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up everybody. This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com H a W G sports.com today, Arkansas landed a big quarterback commitment in Landon Rogers at a little rock park view. We'll talk about that in depth. I just got off the phone with him a little bit ago and Arkansas also picked up three signees and probably another one on the way Monday and one more left. So uh, they've got four signed. We're going to talk about all of that, plus everything else going on in the world of college football and basketball, as we have passed a month now into this sports shutdown. All that and more on Sports Live. So this is the guy right here. Landon Rogers, 2,100 yards last year, uh, passing, 29 touchdowns, 800 yards rushing, 10 more touchdowns for Little Rock Park View. One of two really nice-looking prospects on that team. Also, 2022 running back James Joyner. So, what a nice pickup and a, and a bit of a surprise. I'll, I'll, I'll be – I'll admit – the show is late today because we were we were waiting on this. We had gotten word that something could go down to watch out for something. So uh, Landon Rodgers did commit to Arkansas. 6'4", 215-pound quarterback, out of Parkview, 11-inch uh, hands, big hands on the guy. Uh, you know, when I first started watching him, I was like, 6'4", 215, okay, K.J. Jefferson. But he's a different player. He's He's actually – Jefferson was listed at 205 as a junior and this kid's listed at 215 so he's bigger but he looks like leaner and lankier Uh, I don't know if he's the same you know straight ahead speed as KJ you know KJ's pretty big lower body guy pretty physical runner Um, but this guy has a better throwing motion than KJ did KJ has has had to work on his throwing motion um so I don't know, when you think dual-threat quarterbacks, you see two guys similar size, you think they're a similar player, but they're actually a, a little bit different. Um, you know, As I mentioned, this guy's got a little bit better throwing mechanics, from what I can tell, and uh, might be a little shiftier side-to-side. Side. Also looks really good rolling out of the pocket, uh, but he had a great relationship with Sam Pittman um, and Kendall Browse. and that's ultimately what did it. Before we go too much further, I want to remind everybody, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always watch on Facebook Live where we stream live. Throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already, if you like the content and uh, and you'll be notified anytime we upload these videos or stream these videos also available on youtube be sure to hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell so you're notified in the same way throw us a like on the video if you like the content we're delivering there if you're listening on apple Podcasts, we'd love to get a five-star review from you uh, on apple Podcasts. also spotify stitcher anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast also 60% off. This is the last day for 60% off at hogsports.com. So, it's a great deal. It breaks down to what 12 cents a day, less than 12 cents a day, 82 cents a week, 358 a month and billed at 42.96 for the year for the number one independent insider source on the Razorbacks. So, make sure you take advantage of our 60% off offer today at hogsports.com. Also, if you're interested in our free content, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Just go to the middle of the page, or you can click up at the top right. I mean, you click on it, you enter your email, you hit sign up, you get an activation email, and boom, you're going to get every morning all of our free content uh, on the Razorbacks and, you know, some other stuff in the world of college football that might be relative to the Razorbacks, but you're going to get all of our free content that way. Uh, So, and also anytime there's breaking news. Immediately when Landon Rogers committed to Arkansas, we sent out a newsletter to notify everybody So if you want that kind of content and that kind of information fast-track to you be sure to sign up for our newsletter at hawgsports.com doorbell is rung. All right Don't forget 60% off So I spoke to Landon, and we'll get into the the basketball signees in a minute, but I spoke to Landon, and I mean, before I could even start talking to him or asking him a question, I should say, you could tell the excitement in his voice. He's just like, bring it home, baby. Go Hogs. (laughs) And the difference for him, he's always been an Arkansas fan, but the difference for him was Sam Pittman. You know, he said, basically, they called and offered today. He spoke to Sam Pittman. He spoke with Kendall Bryles, but they offered today, and – You know, he he obviously jumped on and committed, and uh, he just spoke about the relationship that he has with with, uh, the coaches and especially Sam Pittman. So I don't know that Arkansas is done. They're still recruiting Caden Salter, still recruiting some other quarterbacks. I don't know that they're done at the position, but they're definitely in good shape now with this kid. Uh, I want to see – this is a guy that I would have liked to have seen get to some of the camps this year uh, because – Right now he's rated the number 25 dual-threat quarterback in the country uh, and number 985 overall prospect, period. Also had offers from Houston, Kansas, Arkansas State, the Louisiana schools. uh, Murray State was another one, North Texas, Southern Miss, uh, a few of the schools that have offered him. So he was just really starting to pick up steam in recruiting, and I would have liked to have seen what he did at camps, you know, get a 40-time on him get some official heights and weights and stuff like that. So this might be a situation where the sports shut down, you know, hurts a guy like that as far as his rating. but where Arkansas uh, may have found a bit of a diamond in the rough in Landon Rogers. His video is on huddle if anybody wants to watch it. So Landon Rogers, Arkansas quarterback commitment. He is one of three to commit to Arkansas right now, okay? They've also got Terry Wells, who was the first commitment uh, out, of, out of Wynn, Arkansas, uh, offensive tackle, offensive lineman, offensive tackle. And then, of course, Marco Avant, the most recent one before Rodgers, linebacker out of Jonesboro. Where do we want to go next? Let's go with basketball. So Arkansas already had a, a commitment from Devo, Devontae Davis already had a uh, excuse me a, a signature from him in the early period but he was the first guy to sign obviously 21.7 points 10 rebounds 8 assists per game so that's a nice addition a guy that's said to be really strong on defense and the next guy to sign was yesterday at the opening of the early signing period now the or excuse me the late signing period the late signing period runs April 15th through August 1st so it's it's a long period uh, that that players have to sign so Vance Jackson is on board a guy that at 6'9 provides a lot of versatility Uh, you'll probably see him play the four but also hang out around the three-point range I mean he can shoot the three he's got a nice looking stroke smooth player 11.1 points 5.3 rebounds 1.3 assists per game at 6'9 220 and he was better from a statistical standpoint the year before 13.3 points per game and seven rebounds and this is a guy that Musselman had some luck with i mean this guy was in the portal for 2 days but they already had familiarity with him he was already talking to players from Nevada about Arkansas and and Eric Musselman they had already played him and he had a really strong game i think he had like he had a double double maybe like six assists also Uh, a few block shots. Uh, He had a really strong game against Nevada. So they were already very familiar with him. And that's one reason things went so quickly with him. And he signed first thing early in the morning, even from way out in the West coast. Uh, And then um, let's see, Jalen Tate was after that, right? So Jalen Tate comes after that and Jalen Tate's another interesting guy and that they were very familiar with him. Now they never played against, Tate, because he was injured when Arkansas played Northern Kentucky. They went 66-60 in Bud Walton Arena. That improved Arkansas to 8-0. But this guy might have made the difference in the game. He was injured. But as we know with Musselman, they prepare for every single player on the team. They over-prepare. They over-analyze. So they had prepared for Jalen Tate like he was going to play. Okay, at six six, this is a guy that can play the point. He can guard the one, the two, the three. He's going to basically replace from from a defensive standpoint. He's going to replace Jimmy Witt, uh, but he, you know, Jimmy's six three and really long. But this guy's six, six, 170, 13.9 points, five point four rebounds, three point six assists per game, forty eight point five percent from the floor. Didn't shoot very well from three point range last year. For some reason, he was a lot better the year before. I need to find out what. What caused you to go from forty percent to eighteen percent in a year? I don't know what that was, but anyway, this is a guy that brings a lot of strength defensively. Uh, he was the Horizon League Defensive Player of the Year. He was the Horizon League Tournament MVP. They won the Horizon League Tournament this year, which ended before the the shutdown. Nice addition. They're going to have nine faces. They'll have nine new faces on this basketball team, at least depending on what guys like Jimmy Witt and um, Mason Jones do. Now, we talked with Eric Musselman yesterday. Oh, I've also got to mention Jalen Williams. So Jalen Williams actually announced later in the day that he was going to be signing with Arkansas yesterday. Uh, so we, he kind of came a, a good bit later. And actually after Eric Musselman had done his teleconference with us to discuss the, the new signees, uh, Jalen Williams jumped on board but Jalen Williams is a four star six nine two thirty maybe six ten uh, but a guy that brings a lot of of needed depth um, down low Arkansas is suddenly a big team they went from being one of the smaller teams in power five with a short bench to a lot of guys that could potentially help them this year and all this height, all of a sudden. I mean, you got Jalen Williams who goes 6'9, Vance Jackson who goes 6'9, Connor Vanover is eligible at 7'3. I, it's pretty intriguing to me how so quickly you go from such a small team to such a big team. Bobby Petrino said it best. This is a direct quote from Bobby Petrino If you want to be a small team, recruit small players. If you want to be a big team, recruit big players it's a literal quote that he gave me one time but uh yeah and, and not a rebuild this doesn't feel like a rebuild and Musselman went through a similar situation his first year at Nevada I believe it was his first year at Nevada went through a similar situation Arkansas really only twice since 95 they they had a, a 10 team a 10 player turnover and then a couple years ago they had uh, a huge turnover also. So the latest right now, we talked with Musselman about Isaiah Joe and, and and Mason Jones. Isaiah hasn't officially said, hey, I'm going to test the NBA waters. We think he's going to. Now, that doesn't, Daniel Gafford didn't. But we think Isaiah will announce to test the NBA waters. And right now he's somewhere around 60, 61 on ESPNs. Uh, But he averaged 16.9 points, 4.1 rebounds, 1.7 assists. And this is a guy that shot 41.4% the year before from three-point range, and it was down to like 34.2% this year. Still knocked down 94 of them. Had some issues with his knee. I I do think that Joe could improve in some areas. And and Musselman has mentioned, you know, if Joe does come back. and First of all, I think a lot of people think that coaches, you know, obviously they would want – They would love for Isaiah Mason Jones to come back. But they also know that it's important to continue the health of the program, that they do everything in their power to make sure that these guys – I just saw a picture. I just saw an image. I forgot I I have the quarantine stash going. So this is the quarantine stash. I had the coaching search stash. This is the quarantine stash. But back to topic. Uh, It's important for them from a recruiting standpoint to let these players know that they're going to do everything in their power to get them all the information that they can, whether it's from the D League, from the NBA, overseas, and Musselman has experience in all of those areas. And you know, Clay Moser and Anthony Ruta, all those guys have uh, things that they can bring to the table for them. Boykin, I mean, they've got they've got some guys with some connections. So. Right now, Isaiah Joe hasn't said he's going pro, but there are some areas that he could improve on if he comes back. Musselman said, you know, he's probably going to do some more ball handling, bringing the ball down the floor and stuff. Some of the stuff that Mason Jones did as a point forward, especially late in a game, uh, you could see Isaiah doing that. Isaiah doing that, and I think there's some things that Joe could improve on. Obviously, uh, putting the ball on the floor and taking it to the basket. You know, he could be really, really dangerous if he was really good at doing that. Uh, I do think that. He was much better, you know, when he was squared up, you know, when the ball gets kicked out to him and he's open or, you know, he's bringing the ball down the floor and he pulls up versus if he's drifting a little bit or a little bit off balance, it it seems like it never would go in. So there's a couple of things that I could see him, you know, where he could, he could possibly improve and didn't shoot at a great clip last year. A lot of those were extremely deep three-pointers also. So I think he could come back and have a, and, and build on a season with Mason Jones, I don't see Mason improving on five-and-a-half rebounds, 3.6 assists, 22 points a game, especially with everybody coming in. He's not going to be relied on as much to do that kind of stuff. Now, we're still waiting on KK Robinson. KK signs on Monday, and then Moses Moody hasn't officially announced. Those are the last two guys of this, basically – nine new players class i mean it's not all i mean it's what six from this class actually four high school two grad transfers and then you had three sit ones from last year that'll be eligible but waiting on those two guys kk we know when he's signing monday and then we're waiting on moody arkansas also extended an offer in the class of 2022 to joseph pinion morilton small ford 66180 already had offers from Kansas to Paul Tulsa South Alabama, Alabama and Central Arkansas uh and Baylor Oklahoma a lot of others show, been, have been showing interest so he is one of so this, so the 2020 class was obviously really strong you know especially you know you, not everybody's playing inside the state you know Moses Moody example but really strong group of players that come from the state of Arkansas in the 2020 class 2021 2020 2020 2020 sorry 2021, Arkansas hasn't offered anybody inside the state in 2021. Now, 2022, um, you've got five, five players. So, Pinion, I think I'm saying that right, Pinion. Pinion's been offered six six one eighty 180 out of Morlton They've also offered Nick Smith out of Sylvan Hills, 6'4", 170 guard. He's got some options. Darian Ford, 6'4", 195. He's got a lot of options. Alabama, Baylor, Florida, so on and so forth. Um, but they've offered him in the 2022 class. JV Guy King, 6'5", uh, 190 out of Mills University School. Little Rock Mills, as we always knew it. Kahlil Ware, 6'10", 198 center out of North Little Rock. North Little Rock's always producing, always producing. So that 2022 class looks really strong also. It's amazing how things fluctuate so much for a smaller state like Arkansas. You could, you know, have a bunch of players in, in the class like they did this past year with, you know, four guys from inside the state, five, you know. Um, they didn't get all of them. Chris Moore went to Auburn. But – and then, you know, skip a year. There's nobody that they've offered in, you know, the next year – There's five more. So a lot of national headlines. How many we got? We got people active. I want to go ahead and encourage you to go ahead and ask your questions if you want to right now. Again, sorry for the late start on the show today. And sorry for not having the show on Monday because I am also a school teacher. My daughter wanted me to mention that she lost her seventh tooth, by the way. And she said she'll be listening to make sure I said it. So she lost her seventh tooth. But I'm also a school teacher, which takes up a good chunk of the morning. And we were getting things really organized on Monday and just... And then, you know, didn't want to overlap with the hog hustle and Danny and RJ on Tuesday. So uh, we didn't end up doing a Monday show. So South Carolina is making plans, setting deadlines to when they would want to make a decision. Okay, so they want to make decisions on how they're going to open up school again on May 15th, but no later than June 15th. So they're starting to set some guidelines. And you're starting to see this, You know, people talking about how can we reopen the country, the slow rollout, how might sports look. Um, the, the, the athletic directors around the, the country had a call with Mike Pence and made it pretty clear to him that they don't want to start playing sports if they're not going to start classes and having students in classes. Some of the stuff that's been broken down by, like, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's a celebrity now. I mean, nobody knew who Anthony Fauci was a month ago. But for him, you know, he's kind of mentioned some things like, you know, you could play it all in one city, you know, have the teams play in one big hotel and and do the season that way. Uh, you know, regular testing and all that stuff. I think you got to get to a point where everybody can get tested, you know, that needs the test before we start talking about testing people for playing sports. But obviously, we're talking about months away here, where maybe things could get shored up a little bit. But all that stuff doesn't really work, you know. If you're talking about playing all the all the games in one particular city or something at one stadium, uh, that doesn't really work for college sports. So, still very curious to see how things might work out for for playing college sports. I do think that there is encouragement, and that young people young people are getting it, but not at near the rate that people who are, you know, 24 years old or older, and especially, you know, when you start talking about 45, 55, 60, the rate of people that get it, it's just, it's, it's a pretty dramatic increase from that younger group, which I'm thankful for. I have a seven-year-old daughter. Um, I mean, I'm not thankful for her, but obviously I'm, I'm glad that she is at low risk because that is my number one concern, obviously. So, that's that's where we are with this rollout. I know everybody's getting a little stir-crazy. We are well into a month of this. The shutdown started on March 12th, and it is April 16th now. There's a lot of stuff coming out. There's a lot of projected betting lines for games in 2020, things like that. I mean, who knows if we play. Sam Pittman's been uh, – you know, he was on Fine Bomb the other day, and he's just like, you know – I'll tell you what he said. I mean, he, he basically just said that you continue to pump hope in people, um, you know, stay positive, you know, keep, keep the kids staying in shape, that kind of stuff. And then uh, they were told, they were told earlier that their dormitories will open on June 29th okay and they sent it out to the players as fast as they could find as fast as they found out now again i think that is a obviously everything is tentative you know this is this is a virus that's going to decide the timeline and along with what people do in terms of social distancing those types of things again not a medical expert just relaying what the experts have said but june 29th is when they are targeting to reopen the dormitories and if that happens then we start talking about, you know, more things. And who knows how this stuff's going to play out. There's all kinds of things that people are talking about with, um, you know, getting antibodies and, you know, that and, you know, the uh, the treatments and uh, the vaccine, which is a long way off. And then, you know, how is this how's this going to react in the summer months? Social distancing, how is that going to play a role? We are starting to see things flatten out, you know, especially in New York, which I think a lot of us are looking at to see how things... Work there, but you know, it's weird to say, but there 700 people a day are dying in New York, 700 people a day plus, and but it's been that way for a long time, which that's a good thing because it's been it was going up, and now it's just like 700, 700, 700, and then hopefully it'll start start going down soon. But they're learning more about it. Anthony Fauci's detailed a way, as I mentioned, a way that sports could return. I think we all want that, but we got to worry about the welfare of everybody. And I think more than anything, you know, not more than anything, health first. Make sure people stop dying. But getting this economy back, whether that's a slow rollout or what, but people people need to get back to work, and we need to have a plan for how that can happen, and then we can start, start talking about sports. Paul Feinbaum blasted the idea of college football without fans. I, I don't know if you all saw in Taiwan they started playing baseball, and they had – Cardboard cutouts and mannequins in the stands. I don't know why they did that, but they did. So, but Feinbaum doesn't like the idea, and he also uh, doesn't like the idea of playing football in the spring. Now, they have to play football. There is an article recently that 60% of the income from the 50 public-private schools, 60% of the income comes from football, of their budget. That is a lot. And I think that's like an average of $78 million a year per school. (laughs) That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I mentioned the Mike Pence stuff with the ADs. 24-7 sports came out with upset alert. College football games were keeping an eye on. Thought that was an interesting article. There's some in the SEC. Arkansas. Nobody's projecting Arkansas, unfortunately, to be uh, to upset anybody. But I'm telling you right now, Arkansas will. They play a football season in 2020. Arkansas is going to upset someone. Maybe two people, but they're not going winless again in the SEC this year. It's not happening. Put me on record. Pro Football Focus has updated their big draft board again. It's you know just a top 20 type of thing. No Arkansas players in there. But obviously we're going to be waiting around. What is it, the 25th, April 25th, I think? We're going to wait around to see where the Arkansas guys go. If they go, Cameron Curl, McTelvin Aguim, C.J. O'Grady, Scooter Harris, where those guys go. There's also also an article on uh, the biggest games in the SEC. Next year there are 27 games listed. All 13 teams were represented, and they didn't mention Arkansas. 13 of the 14, Arkansas was the only one. Danny West and I did this did this thing that we do every year. It's a 2020 Arkansas Razorbacks player draft poll. So, basically, we set the roster up. you got to have one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, five offensive linemen. You know, defense we did, three defensive linemen, two linebackers, an edge player, and four DBs, and then a hybrid player. So, that's just kind of how we set it up. And – you know, with the three-two-six defense, we don't know that that's one hundred percent how it's going to be. Now, hopefully, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to get an opportunity to speak with the offensive coordinators. Okay, or excuse me, with the with the coordinators, the offensive defense, Kendall Brows and Barry Odom. And my number one question for Barry Odom is like, what is this base defense going to be? Because you had Grant Morgan and Jalen Catalan saying he think they think they're going to base things out of a three-two-six. Did a bunch of research on how that could work. I actually like the idea of it, and. Then, you know, you've got Sam Pittman in another interview saying, well, they'll do some three-two-six, but they're still probably based out of a 4-3. And then, you know, Odom has been so multiple. He's used odd fronts, even fronts, all kinds of different things at Missouri. So hopefully we'll get an idea. And that might have been something that they wanted to figure out a little bit in the spring. What does our best package look like against 21 personnel? That's what the base is. You, but you, that's your base, and then everything branches off of that. But Danny and I did it this way. And right now, Danny, let's see, let me get a refresh on what this poll is. It's close. I think Danny's beating me. But we went round for round. I pick, Danny pick, I pick, Danny pick, back and forth, back and forth until we had the full roster. And you don't always draft on who's the best player. Like Trey Knox might be viewed as a better, more experienced player than Hudson Henry, but the guy after Trey Knox. You know, Traylon Burks probably be number one, and then Trey Knox, and then uh, Mike Woods would be after him. You know, so it's not as big a drop-off, but after Hudson Henry, you know, it's Blake Kern, who's a former walk-on, hasn't played a whole lot, uh, or Blaine Toll, who's a freshman. So it's a bigger drop-off, so that might make Hudson Henry more valuable, if that if that makes sense. But right now the poll is 154 votes to 146, so it's almost dead even. Danny's got a 51% edge to – 49% on me right now. But we did Felipe Franks as all time quarterback for both teams. But I encourage you to go check that out. It's 2020 Arkansas Razorbacks player draft poll. Be sure to vote for me over Danny because my team is better. I've easily got the best running back, Raheem Boyd. I've got the second best wide receiver, Trey Knox. I've got the best tight end, easily. Ricky Stromberg, Dalton Wagner. Marcus Henderson, who I think will start sometime by midseason. But Danny's probably got the better offensive line, slightly. I've got the best defensive line, including edge player, Julius Coates, Mateo Soley, Marcus Miller, Dorian Gerald. He's got the best linebacker, but it's pretty even the next four guys after that, I think, in theory. I've easily got the best defensive backfield, Jerry Jacobs, Jalen Catalan, Monteric Brown, Devin Bush, Greg Brooks, Jr., I like my team, but we also broke down You know what we thought of each player, why we made the pick, and all that stuff. It can be found at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-sports.com. Now we're going to go to, to answering your questions, but before I do that, again, I, I got to mention that it's 60% off right now at Hogsports, H-A-W-G-sports.com. Today's the last day that we're doing this particular offer. So there's no promo code or anything like that. Just go to H-A-W-G-sports.com, sign up, and you will get the deal. You're going to like what you find. I mean, it's crazy, but in, in April this year, our traffic is significantly up from what it was last year. Significantly. And I think that a lot of that is people are just still starved for sports. Just because sports quit doesn't mean your craving for sports stopped. So our traffic continues to be strong, and I think that just shows a society that's that wants sports. Plus, people a lot more people are home. You know, you may be working at home, but you know, you're not working the same you would at a job. And that one makes me wonder about, you know, the players because they're, it's left up to them, in a sense, to, you know, make sure that they're training, getting their stuff in. They provide the workouts and the routines and stuff for the players and the strength coach. The coaches are doing, uh, I guess, probably one hour uh, sessions a day on, I think it's Microsoft Team where they can, you know, put the board up and everybody be, you know, be able to, to do it very interactively. But, they're able to do that stuff, but I know for a fact that you're not running until you puke if you're doing it by yourself. Versus if Jamil Walker's, you know, on your butt encouraging you to go harder and Ed Ellis and your teammates and stuff. If it's if it's you by yourself, you're probably not running until you puke. If you're working out and lifting weights by yourself, to really get the maximum benefit out of it, you need to have a spotter who can help you. Somebody to encourage you to come on, get one more, get one more. You got it, you got it. Help you on that last rep. Encourage you to get a negative or something like that. All those types of things. You can't stack the same amount of weight by yourself. It's not safe, first of all. But secondly, you don't. You're not going to have people, uh, you know, pushing you the same way as they as they might. So, to me, a lot of this is is maintain, and I think so much of it is going to, you know, a lot of how people handle this offseason. Is going to determine you know success in the fall, if there is a fall. Okay, we're gonna to go to your questions now. Brady Mitchell says, dude has wheels for a tall quarterback. Yeah, he looks tall, he looks even taller than 6'4. I think KJ's listed at 6'3, actually. Maybe he's 6'4. Okay, I think he's I think in high school he was listed at 6'3, uh, but one of those guys that looks a lot longer. So this guy might be a little bit taller than KJ. Chase Hogan Jones says, good to get more for 2021. I don't want to stay right behind Missouri in the rankings, LOL. You know, somebody – I was having an argument with one of our our better posters, Sal Belly Sam, and, you know, he had the sense that Arkansas was behind a little bit in recruiting. But if you look, you know, some of the schools he mentioned, like Baylor, who has five commitments, Mississippi State, who has five commitments, uh, Texas A&M, who has three three commitments and I think Auburn has three so Arkansas only had two when he wrote that now they have three so I mean I do feel like those schools probably have better familiarity with their coach in terms of having a larger population around them from which to recruit versus Arkansas really needing to recruit more in terms of convincing players to come to Arkansas from you know five hours away in Dallas Texas or uh, you know, in Louisiana or Memphis or wherever. You know, it's, a, it's you, there is more recruiting involved. It's one of the reasons Arkansas has such an extremely high recruiting budget compared to some other schools in the SEC. Arkansas spends a ton of money on recruiting, and a lot of it's because they have to go farther out. Their talent is farther away. And I think that's one reason that you typically see Arkansas behind the other schools when it comes to the amount of commitments. Now, I can still remember back in 2019 when Arkansas was putting together that really great 2020 recruiting class, and, excuse me, 2018 when Arkansas was putting together that great 2019 recruiting class, and everybody was like, hey, it's great to get these guys on campus, but where are the commitments? Where are the commitments? And eventually the floodgates opened and Arkansas started picking up commitment after commitment and had a you know probably their best class ever that year in terms of rankings. So the difference this year is there wasn't that February – open period where they could just have junior day after junior day they put a dead period on it this year so you had no recruits visiting in february arkansas was able to squeeze in one junior day in early march when when things opened up again and that was it and so that's something i think that hurts them and plus you know a lot of these kids took visits you know, as sophomores and stuff. So they're familiar with the coaching staff, whereas Arkansas has a new coaching staff. But I think they'll probably be able to overcome. They've got a good recruiting staff, but they need to be able to get face-to-face with some of these guys. And, you know, if you talk to Landon Rogers like I just did, you get a real impression of how Arkansas goes about building relationships with these guys. Jonathan Parker says, what are our chances of getting the quarterback out of Texas now? I still think that they're going to recruit another quarterback, and I think they would love it to be Caden Salter. I think he would; they would love for him to be the, uh, the other quarterback in this class. But right now, if you asked me, I would probably tell you Auburn or Tennessee for him based on what I've heard from other people that have talked to him and just kind of what's going on out there. But Arkansas is in the top five, but probably Tennessee, Auburn. Woo Pig, pig Sui from Appleton, Wisconsin, says Randall Files. How you doing, Randall? Brady Brady Michael says, I saw where Caden tweeted out to show Landon his love about the commitment. Matt Robertson, where is Rogers from? He's from Little Rock Park View. Donnie A. Butt says, Woo Pig Sui. Tracy McKnight says, I'm so excited about the incoming class but not so optimistic about having a fall season. Yeah, I'm worried about it too, Tracy. I know that it would be bad for everybody not just from the University of Arkansas, if you talk about 60% of their budget, but the economy, hotels, restaurants, I mean, they're already taking a hit. So on top of that, to not have football season. And I know it seems like it's arbitrary to talk about sports at a time like this, but we've got an economy to worry about, and that's part of it. And people need to stop going, I'm starting to feel the cabin fever. I mean, we're lucky You know, we love our neighbors to the left and the right and people in our neighborhood, so we have some opportunities. We do our social distancing evenings. Kids can play some, and we sit 10 feet apart from each other in lawn chairs. Uh, But uh, I want to get out. I want to get to a restaurant. I want to go see something. I want to go to a movie. I want to watch a sporting event. I want to go sit in a bar and have a drink with some friends that I don't get to see. And I know that everybody else feels like that. A month of this, over a month. Kenny Camp says, Moses Moody signing, question mark, should we worry? I don't think so. I just think he hasn't announced when he's going to do it. I mean, I think a lot of this is just the climate we're in with the coronavirus pandemic and everything being shut down. Donnie A. Butt says, I think Joe comes back. I think Joe, as I said, I think Joe could help himself by coming back. I'm not so sure that Mason is going to improve his stock coming back. Brady Mitchell says, from what I heard, his mother verified that he was signing later today. Oh, good, Brady. I might have missed that during the uh, all the other stuff going on. Jonathan Parker says, can't remember if it was him or KK, but one of them ain't signing until the 20th. KK's signing the 20th, Jonathan. Carson Davis says, spot-on impersonation of Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Thanks, Carson. <laughs> we got to take the arrow in the head, okay? Got to take the arrow in the head. Donnie Butt says, we will have a better inside-out game in basketball, which really helped Joe. Yes, I think so. I could, I can do a lot of impersonations of coaches. Brett Bielema is hard because you got to really – I mean, I would have to work on Brett before I came on the air to – it is, but it's it's kind of like I don't know. Houston Nut's a little easier. Houston Nut special teams be special. I could do John L, but I'm not going to. Smile. <laughs> Are you not worried? I could do Chad Morris too. Uh, uh, uh. We wanna. I just if somebody could ask me a question, then I just go off on some other thing and answer it the way I want to. That would be my Chad Morris impersonation. What are our chances, options at linebacker now that DJ Arkansas went to Rice? Uh, Probably be best off asking Danny West. He's got his pulse on all that kind of stuff. He, I think, recently issued the Big Red Recruiting Board for linebackers, so um, he's got that broken down. But. It doesn't look like Arkansas is going to sign, but a couple of linebackers. So they've already got Marco Avant, so probably just one more. And I think the bottom line is they just had some guys ahead of DJ Arkansas, as bad as I wanted to see Arkansas on the front and back of his uniform. That would have been really cool, wouldn't it? But I think they just had some guys ahead. I mean, he committed to Rice. Obviously, Arkansas would get him over Rice in 99 out of 100 cases. Patrick Wendell says, what's your gut feeling about Isaiah Joe coming back? I don't know. It's tough to say. I think, you, I, I, to be honest with you, it would just be pure speculation on my part. I don't know what they're thinking right now. I don't think it is a bad decision on his part to test the NBA waters. But I think he could help himself by coming back, putting on a little bit more weight, getting that shooting percentage back up, working on some other things. Donnie Butt says it dropped today six, so something's still real bad in New York. It dropped today to 600, okay. Do current members who aren't annual get the same deal if they do the annual membership? Do current members get the same deal if they do the annual? No, current members don't. This is for new, new subscribers. People who aren't subscribed can get this. Now, Corey Lovelace, if you are subscribed whether and you're not on any other promotion, if you're not on any other promotion and you're subscribed, paying f- full regular price, then you get CBS All Access for free. All you have to do is go to the top right to your settings page and you'll see if you're eligible for CBS All Access, it'll be there. And you click the link and there's like a handshake between Hog Sports and CBS and you get it's a $99 value. It's commercial free. So you get everything on CBS for free. That would have been great during March Madness, let me tell you. That would have been fantastic, but because um, you can watch on your phone, watch everywhere you go, but also great for their shows, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's a $99. So our service, our regular annual rate is $107.40. Don't know why that's what it is, but that's what it is. CBS All Access is $99 for free for as long as you have. You have a subscription to our site for seven years, then you get almost $700 worth of CBS All Access for free. So... You're getting one of those things basically for free. So that's with our regular membership. This is a great deal also, 60% off. I mean, 60%, percent—that's I mean, that's that's a heck of a deal, I think. So I definitely encourage anybody to sign up who's considering it. Now's a great time to do it. Carson Davis says, if Joe does come back, who would be your projected starting five? That's a good question. Let's look at the roster. So I think that there's a good chance that both – so if Joe comes back, you say – and Mason goes. So Isaiah Joe. Then I would say – I would say Vance Jackson and Jalen Tate both start for you. Connor Vanover starts. The next guys might be up in the air a little bit. Could be Jalen Williams. Could be JD Note. Could be Desi Sills. Desi Sills coming back. That next spot, I think probably Desi be your other guy. So what what do I say? Desi? Joe? The two grad transfers and Connor Vanover? How's that sound? And then I think you got a lot off the bench. I mean Moses Moody could I mean he could be a guy that gets in there too. Any one of the uh, the freshmen coming in could be one of the guys. I kind of think Moses Moody has the best shot. So, that would be my six. Uh, Tyler Tober says, what are your thoughts on Justice Hill's comments on Mus and the team? I, I mean, first of all, you know, that's something that Justice Hill never meant to get out, you know, that he was saying. And I, I get he still said it, but it's something that he was saying – to a friend or a group of friends, not something that he intended to get out. So, I mean, I, I never really care. I don't care for when people take stuff that coaches say to at a Razorback Club rally or, you know, whoever else when they're talking to their fans and, you know, put it out to other people like it's them talking bad about, you know, another team or another coach or something. So, it's um, for the Justice Hill, and it's not my not favorite thing that he ever said. But, um, you know, I don't think it's like he just took to Twitter and said, Da, 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 blast, you know. So a little bit different. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked into a whole lot on um, the kid from Morrilton, but uh, Danny or Pete probably would have more, as there, you know, Pete does more basketball than I do, and Danny's our main recruiting guy. Josh, you J a u r e g u i. I'm not even going to attempt it, Josh. Y'all have not skipped a beat during this quarantine mess. Really appreciate you keeping me sane, Trey. I appreciate you, Josh. I mean, we are definitely trying to do our best, try to keep everybody entertained as far as as sports go. Uh, We're just doing what we can, man, and I appreciate you saying that. Jake Robbins says, hey, Trey, please talk about both Hudson and Hayden Henry, their potential roles and potential going forward. First, got to say congratulations, even though he got the franchise tag on him. But we do have to say congratulations to Hunter Henry for being now the highest paid tight end in the NFL. He has signed that deal. With Hudson, Hudson looks like he has thickened up to me. Just in some pictures that I've seen, probably 250. uh, I think that he has a chance to really be impactful next year. I mean – and really, I think there's probably going to be a pretty decent drop off from him, you know, moving forward. I think you probably see him. I don't know how much they're going to line up him like as an inline tight end, but you'll see him, you know, as an H back sniffer type. Uh, but I would imagine he's a guy that they target a lot. I think that the passing game wasn't hurting last year because of lack of talent at wide receiver or tight end. It was hurting because of quarterback. Probably some protection too, which I think the protection will improve. But uh, with Hayden, I, I think Hayden will pl- continue to play a big role. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him some as that nickelback, you know. I mean, he is a guy that played safety in high school and played some safety hybrid role before at Arkansas. So maybe if you want to go a little bit bigger, he could do that. But I think he also, you know, is going to prov- help provide a nice two-deep. I think the linebackers – you know, Just looking at it, you've got pool and Grant Morgan, probably your starters. Levi Draper, probably push them, and Hayden Henry, probably push them. That's probably how it'll shake out at linebacker. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already, 6% off. Again, no promo code or anything. Just go to the site. You'll see the ad right there. I think it's the second slotted story. Click on that for details or just click top right, click join, and sign up, and you will get the deal. No promo code or anything like that. I promise you'll be happy you did. You're going to find a lot of satisfaction not only in our content, our VIP stuff, and our breakdowns, but also our VIP message board where, you know, talk about a time that you need to interact with other Hog fans, like-minded fans, have discussions, breakdown, hypotheticals. There's no place better than the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. So 60% off right now. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. Always streaming on Facebook Live, hence the name Hog Sports Live follow the page, share the content with somebody else if you think they might like it. Also available on YouTube, hit the the subscribe button and uh, the notifications bell and throw us a like if you have not done so already. We certainly appreciate that. And Apple Podcasts, if you're listening, please throw us a four-star review, or excuse me, five-star. Don't throw us a four-star, throw us a five-star review. Four-star review is like a one-star review. Anybody who's, uh, like if you ever ever talk to an Uber driver or something, like if you give somebody a four-star review, that's basically a one. So, please, throw us a five-star review if you like the content. We would really appreciate it. We want anybody who's searching for Arkansas Razorback content on Apple Podcasts to see hogsports.com. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everywhere that you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, everybody, the big news of the day, Arkansas landed a big quarterback commitment in Landon Rodgers. They got four signees now, two more coming in basketball, and – we're just kind of waiting around to see when things might start up. It's good that people are actually talking about how to reopen the country again. And then soon after that, you know, we find out some better treatments and some, some of the antibody stuff and, uh, you know, the vaccine, all that stuff. And maybe we can start getting back to some type of normalcy. Yeah. That's where we are. All right, everybody. I want to, I want to thank you for, uh, for watching the show or listening, whatever you, you choose to do. And, um, Throw us that thumbs up. Throw us that five-star review. Appreciate you. This has been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com and we'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 seven. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel, serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition